0: (laughs) Oh
1: (laughs) so it's 8 30 a.m it is and i'm wearing my most sparkly dress
0: yeah let's see that 8 30 a.m
1: and wait i have i I don't want to show you my underwear but i have high heels and everything on
0: so all right we need we need a story we need to know uh, (laughs) why
1: I'm dressing as my future self.
0: Okay. This Taking energy on. Taking on matches
1: the, <clears throat> the energy that I want to become.
0: I like it. Right. So what's the plan with that? Is this something you plan on doing every day? Like starting your day, getting dressed for the day?
1: No, because this is very impractical when I go to my horse.
0: Right, 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 okay.
1: However, okay, so here's what happened, right? We started, today is our very first day of the <coughs> book club, Becoming Supernatural, by George Spencer, <coughs> sorry, and um, we went through chapter one, so why don't, before I make it all about myself, why don't we, I want to hear from you, what are your thoughts on this book? Like, okay, first of all, what did you think when I first mentioned it to you?
0: You know, i never even heard of it. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and you were like, uh, well, it's going to require some meditation and stuff, which for me was like, well, that's exciting because,
1: you know, I always go in
0: and out of these like practices of meditation. Um, When I'm consistent, like I do notice a pretty, pretty big difference, but. And then I find that I'm not consistent. I just kind of use it when things are really falling apart, which is like just like a little Band-Aid, right? Like just they just calm me down for a little while right now. And then the next day I wake up and I'm like, "Ah!" Uh, so I don't know. That was exciting, but I had never heard of it. And then I, you know, I was actually in New York when you had mentioned it. So I just, you know, overnighted it to my mom's house. And started reading it and, and I read uh the uh introduction and the forward forward and the introduction. And my first thought was like oof. Okay, this is gonna stretch my mind a bit because I tend to think very linearly. Like it's it's yeah, you know what I mean? Like this Yes. I've always had this interest in the idea of the quantum, but I'm like, ah, You know, really hard for me to just like dig into. Um, So it was cool. It was well-timed because it's something I've always wanted to try to explore. It will help provide another consistent practice for meditation. And when I started reading it and this idea of these behavioral – like being stuck in the past, right, for one thing, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that is like – I feel like I am that's where I'm stuck. One, two, these behavioral patterns that are repeated and because there are behaviors, you know, these behaviors kind of uh, stoke emotions and then these so you you have these behavior patterns that repeat every single day and then you have these like emotions that are repeated every single day and like then you start to realize that like, yeah, that's why it's so hard it becomes normal to just feel this way it's why it's so hard to break that pattern um oh yeah it's interesting it's
1: so hard yeah i mean i, I yeah i was sh- i mean you're always up for anything that i throw at you so i appreciate that a lot i don't know if you said to me let's go through these research papers i would have the same response as you do <laughs> i'd be like oh, no absolutely no chance and i'll let's go dance or do something fun um, but anyway so basically this book is very much about, um, he draws Joe Spencer, who is a chiropractor um, and a New York Times bestselling author, he previously wrote a book called You Are the Placebo, um, so in this book he draws on up-to-the-minute research in neuroscience, epigenetics, psychoneuroimmunology, neurocardiology, electromagnetism, and quantum physics to show how human transformation and change takes place and what it can mean for our lives. Um, in these pages, you'll uh, you'll explore how to free yourself from the past by reconditioning your body to a new mind, how to shift your awareness into the quantum field of infinite possibilities and much more, right? And so I think for me, the foreword, the introduction and chapter one, they were all wonderful. I really, really enjoyed them all. So I've known about George Spender's work probably for about six, eight years. Mm. Um, I think I previously did a course of his. I wanted to go and do some of his workshops. I've just never had the opportunity to, and I probably haven't been ready. Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest things for me about his work is that it actually takes real action. Like you have to put in the effort to change and shift your reality to make sure that, that everything is possible. Right. And I felt like a lot of what came through for me in chapter one and I did his morning meditation afterwards, so maybe it was more than just that, is that I have the ability to change my energy at any moment in time, right? So during this meditation, the morning meditation, you sit and you draw attention to various parts, like he guides you through it, and you draw attention to various parts of your body, and then he asks you to create a vision of the future, Mm -hmm. of like what you see, and I feel like, That was the hardest part for me. For the first time ever, and it's a 20-minute meditation, I was able to stay present throughout the whole meditation. But when he asked me to create a vision for my future, I was like, well, I don't really know what I want.
0: Well, yeah, that's interesting.
1: But I can tell you what I did see. What? I saw (laughs) me and you and Jay and my kids and some of my other friends, like, Getting onto the jet, (laughs) going to the yacht in the Mediterranean, like having these business meetings at the the, like one of the big dining room tables on the yacht, and just like having such a good time. And then, and then after that, I woke up, and my mood was noticeably different. I woke up feeling shitty. I have to be honest; like, I woke up feeling abandoned and rejected. Morning before the meditation, yeah, before the meditation, I woke up feeling shitty and sad. Like I cried, like it was, it was not a, it was just not a good morning for me. Mm. And um, I did this meditation. I read the rest of the chapter that I hadn't finished and I did the meditation and I focused on creating this future self that already exists, right? As he says in the book, Mm -hmm. very much, very much based on how we show up energetically. And then I decided that I was going to dress up for this podcast as the person that I want to be. Because this part of me is a very strong, powerful, sexy woman that I fucking love.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. She
1: is a go-getter. She will go and reach out to people and ask them to be on the health summit that we're organizing where everybody else is like, are you joking? You know what I mean? Like I, this part of me is the person that sustains me through difficult times. Because this, this person energetically is the most powerful energy that I possess. And, you know, when I was thinking, oh, I was like, okay, I'm just going to wear this dress because I love it and I had so much fun in the last time I had it and whatever, I was like, oh, but I'm so scared, like maybe people are going to notice me. And then if I put it on heels, I'm going to be too tall and I'm going to be even more noticeable. And then it brought me back to this thing of that I've never felt or allowed myself to be seen. Like how dare I deserve to be seen? How dare I deserve to be noticed? Who am I? to have this incredible energy and, you know, like everything that I possess, like, I don't know if I'm making any sense.
0: Yeah. But what do you think that is? Is that like (laughs) uh, with this kind of living in the past and repeating past years? Yeah. It's living
1: in the past. It's like that past stuff where it's the way I was raised. I was brought up like very traditional family, you know, children should be seen and not heard and sit back and always let everybody else, take center stage and um, you know, don't be too loud or don't show up too much or don't be too big or don't be too seen, you know, like know your place, Mm -hmm. know your place. So I started knowing my place like in the background, but that's not where I want to be because I'm not going to achieve anything that I want to achieve. If I continually shrink back and play small. And this is a theme that came up throughout our podcast continuously. Mm
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so funny. It's so interesting. I just like how <coughs> you look you read chapter one and it was like instant action. And then I read it and I'm looking up as much as I can about the quantum realm and the dark night of this world. Like I'm like, I need to understand it. That's what happened. You know? Um but yeah.
1: <laughs> so, what did you okay to bring it back to, like, not just like you know me me just like jumping into my future, future self. I'm actually on, on my way to go look at a private jet for us.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's pretty interesting. Was he saying you didn't really see anything? But that's I like,
1: say it again because I coughed, so I no. I said,
0: you me said me. you didn't really see anything during this meditation. But it sounds like you did, and like, was there a feeling associated with it?
1: So his big thing is that the feeling is what creates the change. The feeling is what creates this manifest- manifestation or this like this creation of this new reality. And so, yeah. um, and so it was actually very powerful because I was like, oh, I can't feel this love. I can't feel this joy. I can't feel any of this stuff. And then suddenly, I was able to just like bring this energy up into my heart space and, um, and shift everything. And I know that I have the ability to shift my own energy. And I also have the ability to shift the energy in a room mm. if I really choose to do that. Yeah. And you're the same. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do feel that like makes I have a pretty you feel good so read,
1: uncomfortable.
0: really good read on uh, on energies uh, and especially the energy of any individual and the energy of the room. Um,
1: here's the thing Mike this is what this is where the shift needs to happen for you is that it's not about you always being so aware of everybody else's energy right It's about owning your own energy
0: yeah yeah well I think that's about boundaries like creating these boundaries where I am not constantly pulling in other people's energy and then you know what I mean so I can have my own I can be me um how to do that I don't know I'm still figuring that one out but
1: just meditate
0: yeah I know so I did and I'm meditating and like my dog knocked over my coffee and like- <laughs> Doing on the couch, I'm like, oh, so I need to figure out how to do that without these little bastards running around. I hear like little weird noises, and they're like feet, and then like a little whisker hits me in the face. You know, like, come on,
1: Bob, Carl, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I suppose we should get back to actually. What else did what else stood out for you in this book?
0: Well. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the freaking chapter one is mostly about Anna, right? And her experience. So well. Yes. That stood out quite a bit. Um that one was like, whoa, yeah, I could definitely relate to what's going on there. Um so that stood out. It stood out that like she kind of got trapped in those feelings and emotions and it just took this like mental and physical toll on her. Um, and I think there's some of that, honestly, that's happened over the last 14 years. I mean, I've had some issues and like odd surgery. I've had things that have popped up that like very strange, you know, and, um, If anything, like one of the the things that I feel like I've been trapped in are these kind of cyclical behavioral patterns that seem to have started from around that time. So I, I feel like there's like this constant living in the past and experiencing loss. Like that's what I get stuck in.
1: And so you continuously lose people or lose yourself or what, what is this? What do you keep perpetuating in this cycle?
0: Yeah. I think it's losing people. It's. Yeah. To some extent losing myself, but I think it's this like play out of like. The feeling of. Of loss, like I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it keeps it shows up over. Maybe that's life, but the way that it shows up and even the timing of it is very interesting in my life.
1: What does that feel like, though? Like, can you describe that feeling of loss to me?
0: Uh, it's just like this deep. kind of like retching, twisting feeling of the gut. I mean, to be honest, what's really crazy is that um, like one of the biggest things that I've had that has been recurring are these really extreme abdominal cramps to the point where it's not like when I'm doing ab exercises and stuff like it just happens under stress, lack of sleep, those types of things. It tends to happen mostly then, but to the point where like I'm in the field position and can't breathe and like it hurts. Seriously, My, like, oh, like it, extreme.
1: Where did it start?
0: I don't. I can't remember it happening prior to. My dad passing away.
1: So it's been the last fourteen years.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's where I always feel like the feeling is in, is in my you know deep in my stomach. Yeah. So interesting. It would be really interesting. Like that's like a cool. This would be a really like measurable marker for this stuff if I like. Fully commit and see how things change. Like, is this something that I am essentially doing to myself?
1: 100%. And I have to think. Of I mean, this. And
0: yeah. I, you know what I mean. Like, I,
1: <coughs> I do. It's it's. Uh, I mean, like any physical stuff's scary. You know, I have I have so much shit going on at the moment even though I'm I'm showing up as my best self, like I went for a mammogram and it came back abnormal and I have to go back again on Wednesday and I'm fucking petrified. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I just feel like, wow, universe, like what else do you want to throw at me right now? Enough, like enough right now. Like I can't deal with anything else right now.
0: It's been a weird few weeks and months for sure.
1: Oh my God, it's been, it's been, I, I mean, I was talking to you about this yesterday and it shifted a lot for me, but I felt like I was on this downward spiral and that I was losing myself and losing control. And
0: yeah,
1: maybe I have to lose myself in order to find myself again. But I think behaviors and stuff that I was, that I was. Well, the stuff that I was doing was not in alignment with my values. And that always that always fucks with me. It mm-hmm. always, always messes with me. Like nothing good can come of that. Like that is when my anxiety is heightened and huge and just difficult.
0: It's interesting because, yeah, I mean, that's where my head goes. <clears throat> for some reason, it- well, I'm, it's not for some reason. I mean, I, my escape, you know, it was really, here's something that's interesting. It's kind of play out to exactly what you're saying. But one time when I was, a, I was in sixth grade, I was 11, right. And I was at this uh, family party and I, everybody was taking shots of peppermint schnapps. And I decided, well, I want to drink and I'd hide under the table and when they put them down, I'd grab what was left and, I'd, and I would just take, I'd do this. I did it all night. Eat, like champagne glasses, everything I was 11 years old. And and I got drunk and I I really liked it except I'd throw away home. And then yeah. I would hang over the next day, but like I really liked it. And by the time I was 13, like we were finding ways to drink all the time, like stealing alcohol or whatever. And by the time I was like 14 or 15, like my, what I decided to experiment with had grown quite a bit. And it was like, this was like how I escaped reality. Dealt with my own emotions and things was like this loss of control. I loved it. Fucking loved it. And it went on like my, it just grew and grew and grew and I got in some trouble and all these things and, it was. I mean, I had experienced some really terrible stuff through those years up until the point when I was 20 and I was like, I just can't do it anymore um, and decided to join the military. But the point is like, there's always, when these things start to happen, I tend to find something that is an escape, right? And as I got older, I found other things that became an escape for me and um, throughout these last few months, like my head has gone there quite a bit and I've been able to not do it, do anything. And, uh, because of the fear of what I'm going to feel like afterwards, like that's, I don't want to do that yeah. because yeah. it's a lifetime of experiencing that, right? Like the, and it, and, it, and it gets worse. As you, as it goes on, like the, the feeling after it gets, I mean, you know, I, I remember being young and waking up and being like, I'm driving my car off the road. I don't care anymore. Like, this is, this is it. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. And, wow, oh yeah. Like, but I was gone for a while. Like when I was young, when I was young, I it did some very colorful things we'll say.
1: Uh, oh, I mean join the club I got yeah. that t-shirt also
0: yeah yeah but I hate I I loved it and then I hated it like I would it would <clears> be <throat> so great and then it would just be like ugh the bottom of the bottom right but
1: shitty I never want to go back there I never no. ever want to go back there
0: no no and that's like so you know I, I didn't maybe get the most out of that meditation this morning because of my environment. But I was, I was in it pretty well. And like, I didn't see any of that, right? Like for me, it was just travel and spending time with loved ones and seeing my kids grow up and like, you know what I mean? Like it was this feeling of connectedness and happiness Joy, like that's, that's what I saw. And you felt it? Yeah.
1: Did you, were you able to um, bring those feelings to the fore, like summon? Yeah, things?
0: and I know it's like one time's not going to do it all the way, right? So how long does it last? And, you know, life still hits and all those different things. But it's one of those things where I'm like, well, if, if you could do it regularly, You know, one session is not going to change you forever, right, by any means. But coming out of it and feeling, I don't know what you say, more joyous, more positive, not thinking negatively and going right to the past was, was good. It was definitely like... Something that needs to be repeated to change this like circuit, this neural circuits of how I'm thinking. And so, yeah. so
1: are you, are you committing to, cause I sent you the morning and the evening meditation. I think it was different for me, Mike, because I've done this before. These are his meditations. I've done them before. Mm. So I knew what to expect. It never resonated with me until today. I'd always be like, Oh God. I, should the I think, And then I would think about everything else and go full asleep.
0: We have to be in a point of like, you just, ha- it has to be the right time, right? Otherwise, I mean, if I had read this book a couple of years ago, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it.
1: I did no? read this book a
0: couple of years ago. Yeah.
1: I don't remember a single word. Yeah. So I wasn't ready. Um, okay. I'm going to commit to doing the morning and the evening meditations every day.
0: Okay, I'll do it too.
1: Great. And then what are your goals for reading this book? I think you've kind of like, you know, spoken about various things that you want to change. And I think our goals will shift and change. But right now, what is it that you want out of this book?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, is this, just breaking this past tense Thought pattern or behavioral pattern, right? Like being really such an overused term these days, but really learning how to experience the presence. I think that would be great, while still like like learning how to manifest the future, right? So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Great. I'm
0: sure it'll change, but based off of you know the introduction in one and a half chapters, that's where I'm at.
1: Okay, I what about you? Want to be there you go, super successful in business, filthy rich. I want to own a jet and a yacht. Um, I and okay, so <laughs> so it fits. It's my mission statement. It went straight there. It was like build community, like you were there. My friends are there. My kids were always there, always there. Like family, friends, like my most important thing. Um, Fun, lots of fun, lots of travel, lots of adventure, Mm. successful in business. Because for me, like what I do, what we do together work-wise is fun for me. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't feel like horrible. and, And so it's fun to be like wildly free, untamable. That's first to always be that. And, um, and that's the one that dressed up today, right? Because I'm like, fuck, I don't give a shit. And also, Mike <laughs> knows me well enough to know how quirky I am.
0: Oh, I so just
1: roll with it. What did you think when I arrived on camera?
0: Oh, I knew there was a story. <clears throat> <laughs> I knew there was a story. But as soon as I came on and you were dressed up in that, I'm like, okay. I can't wait to hear this one. Uh, That's good, though.
1: Well, you know, I like that I can entertain myself as well.
0: No, and I mean, it's awesome. Listen, I think there's something to that. Starting your day by putting something on that reminds you of the future you want kind of provides that energy and that feeling like – to start your day? Like, hell yeah. It's better than starting at the alternative, way.
1: Right? I agree. I agree. Um, and then I think another thing here for me is um, something that really I'm so stuck in in the moment is this seeking external validation, ah. especially from men, from men. And, you know, it's something that I'm not necessarily excited to, like, verbalize, especially not on camera, but... I fall into this trap of you know wanting to be seen and acknowledged as a as a beautiful, powerful woman. And like today I dressed up and I acknowledged that for myself and that was a huge step for me.
0: Is that like the opposite? I so quickly
1: that? Fall back. Is,
0: huh? is that the fix? Is that is that like the the opposite of Seeking external validation yes. from men, it's no longer needing that and then providing that for yourself from yourself.
1: Yes. Correct. Until I can give myself that, I shouldn't be seeking that from anyone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, That's and perfect. also like owning my space in the world. That I need to own my fucking space in this world energetically. Yeah. I have to, and so do you. And I'm gonna push you so freaking hard, <laughs> which I have already, I think. But um, yeah. you know, <laughs>
0: for sure, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, own my space. It's okay to be seen. It's okay to succeed. It's okay. In fact, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's okay to I deserve out. to be successful. Absolutely. It's okay. Yeah.
0: It's you really know what amazing. I mean? Like, no, i was saying like it's okay to like. Really go after something. Um, I think for me, like, there's always fear with that. You know, like, going... What is the fear? I don't know. I honestly, I think it's, it is, I I think it's something, I mean, everything, I don't know. You draw everything from your past, right? Like, I, I guess, you know, but, like, so... Man, I definitely talk about my dad a lot. But anyway, so but
1: my no, dad, okay.
0: he uh, he was not risk adverse at all. And he went me? bankrupt multiple times, you know, and he had to move away. I lived in Arizona. He had to move away and live with family to try to give <coughs> up enough money to move us out there. And we ended up moving with family and... Oh, had to move back to Arizona while he stayed there. Like this a whole back and forth. And then we finally got all of us to Georgia and he built himself up and then he lost it all again. And then he built himself up and then he lost it all again. And then tragedy happens. Right. So like this, that's this idea of that comes up all the time with stability. And like, I, I get like, it's hard for me to take risks at times has to be because of like what what I saw go down with somebody who wasn't afraid to take risks
1: yeah it ended in absolute tragedy that devastated your life and, and so many others right
0: yeah okay but...
1: so you need to create a different ending to that story yeah and it's hard I mean but it's possible. I think in that that's one. Of, that's the one thing about this book.
0: I think it's possible for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. Absolutely. You
1: know, I think here he says, um, "There's a future you, a you who already exists in the eternal present moment, who is actually calling himself or herself um, to the more." Evolved, more conscious, more present, and more kind, more exuberant, more mindful, more willful, more connected, more supernatural, and more whole. That is who's waiting for you to change your energy to match his or her energy on a daily basis so you can find that future you who actually exists in the eternal now. So basically, everything we want already exists.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the interesting part. As an energy. Whole quantum realm stuff, right? Is like the infinite possibilities and probabilities that take place. Okay, uh, tell
1: me about the research you did into quantum physics.
0: Well, it's very brief right now. I mean we just started, but like this I just think it's it's interesting that it kind of just removes this linear construct of time and that these different probabilities are all happening to some extent, somewhat simultaneously in different parts of, of uh, past, present and future. Like it's, it's like the only time that it ever really, when I, when, when these kinds of things started to make sense in my head is this, the idea of like heaven and hell. When I thought of, when I started to think of like what heaven and hell was, I thought less of like, wow, well, it's this place you go to when you die, and more of like they're happening all the time, and they always have been, and that's like when you see some like you see people that are in hell. Like oh, I
1: think, totally! I've been in hell the last couple of days,
0: and and there's this experience of, and I and like, so if you if you stop looking at things linearly and you start to look at it through all spaces and think about that experience that happened like an experience similar to this, someone experienced hell a thousand years ago and now and then the future and all this stuff. And it's kind of going up like this, like you have this present moment you have heaven, heaven and then hell. And it's kind of going like this. And then you can start to see like everything up here, even though it's being experienced while you're on earth, but it's, you're kind of going up here. Everything up here is heaven and everything down here would be hell. But it's this constant experience of going up and down throughout it, throughout history, throughout time. It's not working on this linear scale. And I was like, okay, well that kind of makes sense to me. And I'm taking that approach to this kind of quantum realm of things. And I haven't completely wrapped my head around it yet, but I'm only scratching the surface in terms of research, but think, understanding yeah. this kind of stuff, or at least, I mean, let's be honest. Am I going to really understand quantum physics after, re- but at least uh, trying to uh, will definitely help me out here.
1: I agree. And I, I love that you're so into really understanding stuff. Um, scientifically, I, Cannot relate in the slightest. However, <laughs> I really do appreciate that about you. I think a lot of this is about experiencing. A lot of, yeah, um, of this, know. and how 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 do we measure if if this is is if this is successful, right? Okay, so here's one measure, a physical measure for me. Am I going to own a private jet?
0: Yeah. Well, what's the okay? Yeah.
1: But what, is, what does having a private jet mean to me? It means freedom. It means abundance. Yeah. It means to be wildly free, untamable. It means that I'm living my values. Yeah. I'm with family, friends, that I create experiences, moments of magic. It's my mom always used to say itself. that life is about that, huh?
0: Less about the, the jet itself. Less about the
1: freaking jet. Jesus The yeah.
0: experience. Associated. It's about
1: having the capacity to create these experiences mm-hmm. for myself and others that I love.
0: Now, at that point, there's a lot less holding you back. There's a lot more freedom to go and do and have experiences with friends and family and loved ones. Yeah, for sure, I could see that. I, I get the it's less about telling people you have a jet and more about what you do with it. That's the, uh,
1: but I want it to be luxurious. And abundant, like, I don't want to go on a fishing trip and go sit next to a pond. And, like, that to me, <laughs> which I'm going to do tomorrow with my son, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> I'm excited to spend time with him. But, you know, wouldn't I rather be, like, fishing from the yacht with somebody reeling in the fish for me? Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, I'll go fishing, but I want it to be in some, I don't know, small lake in Sicily or somewhere oh, else. Wait, like-
1: wait, 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 wait. Here's you. I want to go fishing, but it has to take me three and a half days to hike up to a little remote lake. The hike has to be incredibly difficult. It has to have a ton of natural hazards attached to it. I must get (laughs) to I must feel awful. It must be really, really painful. And then when I I need
0: at least one of those a year. I need at least one of those (laughs) a year. I'm actually David and I are talking about a climbing a (laughs) fourteen thousand foot mountain in Colorado this year so I'm like New Whitney the last two years yeah there's something about that I really enjoy you learn a lot about yourself like there's you it's like forced presence when you're in like that kind of terrible state like you kind of are forced to be right there you're just right there can't be anywhere else
1: yeah I hear you and I understand that however I'm just like my life has been so fucking hard And so many days of my life are so hard. And I live in this like self-imposed hell and jail that I create in my mind that I want to choose to have more freedom and more fun and more just lightness of being. Presence. I don't want to put myself through anything difficult.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think there is something enjoyable about it for me. I don't know. Maybe it's like... Yeah,
1: there is. You love hardcore exercise though as well. I do. I don't, I found my dream exercise Pilates. I lie with, on my back with my legs in the air. I absolutely, <laughs> why did nobody tell me this existed?
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, <coughs> that is <It's> funny. Great.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's peaceful. I don't break a sweat. It's great. My body looks awesome. <laughs> it's just wonderful. It's everything I've ever wanted.
0: That is great.
1: Uh, I have to get back to lifting weights. Like I do. I'm like, oh, let's just go into my gym and do some deadlifts.
0: Yeah. Like that's the, I like, for me, it's always like interesting. I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's with lifting weights. It's, it's that feeling right before.
1: Yeah. You know, when you put on your sad ass music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like that there is a certain feeling of like alive right before you get under the bar. And then like it's a it's a point and usually, I mean don't get me wrong, doubt comes in, but it's a point it's a feeling at that point where it's like there's no failure. Like there's this like feeling it's terrible what I have to do to get to that feeling. That's where I want to change because it it can't be that because that's just past stuff. But when I get there, I know there's no way in hell I'll fail. I
1: love that. I mean, I can't relate with the weightlifting, but I can definitely relate with horse riding, you know, and For me, what I'm hearing you say is there's a sense of freedom in the moment when that happens, because like all choice is removed, right? It's only about succeeding. Yeah. Um, Whether whether you make the lift or not, is really not that relevant at that point. Um, And so,
0: I I will say, I get to that state. I very rarely do not make the lift.
1: I yeah no totally, but I feel like your mind's not so attached to the outcome, and that's why it
0: happens. No, it's interesting. And You're that's right. what's
1: freedom. And to me, that's what freedom is. It's like yeah. being able to detach from the outcome and just go with it. And so the only thing I can relate to is I grew up galloping horses on the beach in Cape Town. And hmm. um, I had this crazy, crazy X horse, Like that shit crazy. His name was Twister because he used to twist around in little circles. Like he was crazy. And um, and. Not controllable whatsoever, but anyway, I because of this desire I have to be with like these wild, untamable spirits, him and I ended up together. <laughs> and so I would take Twister to the beach, and we would walk the horses across the beach until we got to the pier, right? Mm-hmm. And then we would gallop back along the beach. Now, I knew that once I got to the pier and I turned his nose around, I had no control. There was absolutely nothing I could do to stop that horse, anything. So and I promise just, you, yeah. look like at that thrill and that exhilaration of him just yeah. jumping straight into a gallop. And then they pick up speed. And when they get into a true gallop, it's like they drop and they go like the wind. Oh, my God. i oh got this, this is an x this is Most
0: This yeah. horse. So, this this horse, horse. Run it. Let's so go. fast.
1: So fast. There's nothing I could do if a dog came out, if something scared him, if something did something, I'd be gone. But that feeling of having no control, but being in the present moment, like in a union with something else. Oh, there's nothing like that connection.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can totally, I used to cycle a lot before CrossFit and it was skinny it's like 147 pounds but i lived I still in those
1: pictures of you running
0: <laughs> yeah super skinny but we used to ride our bikes to the top of mount lemon in tucson which is like at some point it's like a single road it's just not safe we ride our bikes to the top which is always cool Was you'd start off be super hot in tucson by the time you got to the top the whole environment and the weather would change. Like it it was cold and you had like all these green trees. So you went from like desert to forest, like in one rut. Going up was miserable. So hard. It's just constantly going up this mountain. And then we'd go down and going down was like you, this bike with these tiny little wheels and cars. And you were going well over 50 miles an hour flying down this mountain and I, the only thing i could think about like i loved it i absolutely loved it but if i would have hit, hit a rock it was over.
1: anything it'd be done. you'd be gone
0: gone but it was but that freedom uh, yeah i think snowboarding offers that to me in my old age like i don't know
1: snowboarding all that stuff it's that it's that feeling of just being alive and in the moment and you know just that sense of adrenaline and just being truly and fully alive mm-hmm. in the moment
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I think like for me, a lot of the harder CrossFit workouts are like that, it's like when I'm smashed and dead and laying on the floor and just like forced to feel everything because you can't not. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I've seen it so you, many times in this stage.
0: I can feel everything. <laughs> my legs hurt, my hands hurt. Unfortunately, it's pain that I'm feeling, but at least there's like I feel everything. I least you're feeling. Feeling it all. Yeah, yeah. I did hear yeah. something. Somebody said, What was it? Well, that's it like, how no, you are
1: a lot like your I'd dad. Better feel
0: pain than nothing at all. Somebody, that I'd, and I was like, Yeah. It's interesting.
1: That's when you take those risks, right? Like your dad did in those workouts. Yeah. Not many people want to do those workouts like you do. Hmm. Really? So you're doing that for the experience of being alive. That
0: feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I think back to this super interesting. I know we're all over the place now. But when I first started at CrossFit Atlanta, this dude came in, right? And he was going through some stuff. I don't know his story. Um, in fact, he was only there for a little while. Then he disappeared. And he would hit these – work. he had no idea what CrossFit was. It didn't matter to him. He would hit these workouts – as hard as he possibly could. And then he'd just sit there at the end and sit in it. And I was young at the time. This was prior to all my dad's stuff. And I was like 26, 25, 26 years old. And I remember being like, whoa. Like, what is Like, what's like, I just wanted to win for the sake of winning. I was just super competitive. So that's why I did these workouts. But when he was done, he would just sit and feel everything. And then he was like addicted to that feeling of it all. And we just keep coming back, doing it over and over and over again until he disappeared. But and now like I thought about that a while ago and I was like, Whoa. I couldn't I actually now understand what was going on with this guy. And he had some he had some I don't want to say issues. This is such a but he had he had a past. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, I don't remember I don't remember his name. I don't know what happened to him, but definitely something that stuck out.
1: Oh, I like that though. I mean, I think we're all so wounded.
0: Time to heal, heal the wounds.
1: That's it, right? It's time to heal the wounds. I, I no longer want my wounded self to get into relationships with people. I no longer want my wounded self to sabotage stuff. Um, You know, my own success, success of others, like my relationship with my kids, like I don't, I don't want that wound itself to to run the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. We're on this journey starting with becoming supernatural.
1: Yeah, I am already.
0: I mean, you've dressed the part.
1: <laughs> Thanks for always putting up with me. It means a lot. <laughs> In a world I, where I, I do not get so any perfect. acceptance, I have you, huh?
0: I envision myself on a beach in Italy in like a Speedo. So next time, <laughs> be ready. Oh, my
1: God. Italian Superman. Be ready. <laughs> you'
0: going to be split. American flag, Italian flag.
1: <sighs> okay. Well, here's the thing. You said it. You got to do it.
0: No. <laughs> no. Maybe it would okay, be can, you,
1: can you dress up as your future self next time? You don't have to wear a Speedo. Texas, uh, if
0: I can think oval. of, like, if I can think of, because I, got, I, yeah, I mean, think of what that would look like.
1: Well, here's the thing: like, in California, billionaires wear shitty things,
0: and they look. Really I know, good. so I'm like, so I, I, I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is probably what I would dress up like. <laughs> maybe, maybe a nicer t-shirt with nicer jeans, <laughs> but that's about it, you know. I would mean, just looks even dress sprawblier. up like huh? a nicer noble shirt with. Darker jeans, you know, and my nicer (laughs) bands.
1: Yeah, you and I walking down the tarmac together.
0: (laughs) Be pretty funny. We all sparkly. Obviously, we're black.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I'm here to sparkle, just sparkle wherever I go. That's all I want to do sparkle.
0: So, are you going to do this for every podcast now? Are you going to dress up in some new future self type of outfit? The... Yeah,
1: ball gowns. Um, yeah, it depends what I see in my morning meditation, but for sure, ball gowns, high heels. Um, I'll try okay. to keep it like clean. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on try. Oh, that's true. I
1: can't promise anything. Like, I cannot promise anything. But I am, I am showing up as my authentic self. I'm embracing
0: it. I like it. Thank you. I
1: appreciate that.
0: So, how many chapters are in this? How many? What are we doing here? (coughs) Fourteen chapters. Essentially, if we did two a week, we're looking at. All right, we got some. We got some time. Three months. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: No, because two weeks. Yeah, so two months, ish.
1: Two months. Two months. It's going to be fantastic.
0: As we get closer, we'll take some. Either we'll come up with a new book or we'll take some recommendations or something, but it's got to be yeah. on this thing. Like, let us, this path.
1: Yes. And let us know who's joining and any thoughts, feelings. We were all over the show, but
0: that's what came up. So it's all good. All good. Perfect.